Hello. Hey. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's finals week. Oh my gosh. I was talking. It's also Mother's Day. It is also Mother's Day. (laughs) And my mom asked me whether you were done. And I was like, no, I think it's next week. It never ends. (laughs) I'm actually, I'm part of a project that is starting up uh, officially. We're starting up June 1st. Uh, So that's going to go on in terms of like academic work. For the summer, yeah. mm -hmm. And beyond. And, And beyond. Yeah, the next three years. So there's that. I'm also doing some streaming yeah. with professors. Mm-hmm. So that's starting up at the end of May. Uh, what other? I've been trying to... My my goal was to protect summer. So first of all, mm. uh, I have a 10-month contract. So that's, yeah. <laughs> that's how that works. So I try to be as protective of my summertime as I can just because... It gets really intense each semester and by the spring, literally, so I've said this before, April is my least favorite month ever because it's always like the intensity of everything from spring semester, but you're also building upon fall semester. And so it's like this weird cycle where summer is my time to be like, all right, brain needs a rest. I don't understand. I need to like chill out a little bit. Yeah, I have a feeling if it was not quarantine, we would probably be looking very seriously at traveling somewhere this summer. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we uh, had Comic-Con plans, but... That, well, even somewhere yeah, longer and cooler. Yeah, no, it's 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 already hot. Cooler meaning temperature, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I think not Com- Comic-Con is as cool as it gets, for real. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's good. It's probably one of the most necessary but also appealing parts of the 10-month contract yeah that you have is like you kind of try to condense a lot of work and you get this sort of refreshing time which for people who are you know trying to innovate and do research can be really beneficial yeah yeah it's hard because there's so many things still there's like planning Not to and being a projects good teacher. and people are like hey yeah you want to do this math ed thing? And I'm like, you know what? That sounds great, but not in the summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is my, yeah. I need my summertime to, uh, you know, refocus. Totally. Yes. What else is going on? Nothing really, I don't think. Mm. Uh, we have a, a new arrival desk from uh, oh, a yeah. nice bag I put together mm-hmm. for the other room. Mm-hmm. Um, room? Yeah. <laughs> Some other things around the house. We'll I was see. making fun of how you said it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Accents. <laughs> yeah. Ready? All right. Yeah, I'm ready. One's ready. Turn to page 283, the Chamber of Secrets. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Today's lesson is called Forgotten Things. Uh, synopsis. It is very warm, warm in this sorry. room. Yes. <laughs> The chapter begins with Harry and Ron plotting how to evade the teacher's vigilance and get to Moaning Myrtle. As they do, they learn that there will still be final exams. Mm -hmm. They find Ginny to be nervous with some secret and uh, Lockhart frazzled. Mm. Eventually, they persuade Gilderoy to let them go in the halls alone, but McGonagall spots them and they instead claim that they were going to see a petrified Hermione. During that visit, Harry finds a crumpled paper in her hand, and upon reading it, discovers what Hermione had gone to read about before she was attacked. The creature in the Chamber of Secrets is a basilisk that has been using pipes to travel and parcel tongue to speak. This lends even more credence to the idea that Myrtle was the girl who died, given that it was in a bathroom. 
They plan to tell McGonagall what they have found, but are disrupted by an emergency meeting of the staff in which McGee shares that Ginny Weasley has been taken into the Chamber of Secrets. Ron and Harry resolve to act and go to see Professor Lockhart, who the staff has tasked with combating this terrible foe. He is actually attempting to flee, and before he can charm Harry and Ron, they disarm him and take him in tow to Myrtle's bathroom. Myrtle tells them about how she died and where it happened. Ron suggests Harry command it to open with Parcelmouth, and it does. In the tunnels below, Lockhart takes Ron's wand and attempts to erase their memories, but the broken wand backfires. Cut off by fallen rocks, Harry continues on alone. Mm, Harry... Yeah, so, okay, right at the beginning of the chapter, we get McGonagall telling the kids, like, oh, hey, your finals are next week, or mm. your exams are next week. And it brought me back again to our conversation last week. Of, I mean, she says, the whole point of keeping the school open at this time is for you to receive your education. It's like, lady, is that important right now? I don't know. Like, that's <laughs> that's my general thing. Like, who really cares? Like, who cares about this? Mm-hmm shut down the school and then like what was frustrating to me is that it gets to a point like you already know there's a monster at hogwarts that seems to be attacking students and so you have these like measures where you're trying to protect them but still maintain school as normal as possible and then to the point where a student gets taken and then you're like oh we should shut down the school and it's like well why didn't you do this like if you were trying to be like oh let's keep going with the school we're going to walk people, like, from class to class. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yes. They're so frustrating. I, it was also, I had always wondered about why none of the professors seemed to be able to solve any of the mystery, right? Um, so I, I was trying to put myself into this kind of thought experiment of, like, how would you figure out say that it was a basilisk mm-hmm. uh hermione figures it out <laughs> right but she has the benefit of like that the the main pieces of evidence that harry ron and hermione have access to are the diary and parcel tongue yeah uh and then the ex- experience with aragog kind of starts confirming things so like okay the professors don't have that but really how many creatures can petrify i mean yeah, so You'd this think. was uh, in I I, was, I went through some forums because I was actually exploring a different question, but a question that came up was like, did nobody ask Myrtle how she died? Right. Like, was that just never part of it? And some people were like, well, maybe she was just too hysterical and like Dippet didn't want to like push any further and just like let her haunt the girl's bathroom for all of eternity. No problem. Not even caring. About, I mean, that's kind of like her story. But they knew she was the one that died. I mean, like mm-hmm. so they look the same, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't even thought of that yet. But I was just thinking like, I don't know. These are some brilliant witches and wizards. They couldn't figure it out. Dumbledore couldn't have figured no. it out, right? No. Yeah, anyway. It is very odd. Oh, it's my favorite quote, that... though, like related to this conversation is Harry in his head thinking, well, they're in Transfiguration and he's supposed to be turning these bunnies into slippers or something like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> and he goes, what had he learned so far this year? He couldn't seem to think of anything that would be useful in an exam. And I'm like, yeah, I mean... Again, we're going to, like, what's really important here? Like, 
do you need to have the exams to and back to my earlier comment last week are they learning anything mm. probably not like everyone's just talking about how they're pure-blooded or not you mm. know <laughs> instead like why don't you i mean this is an extreme learned expelliarmus why don't you use this moment <laughs> that is harry's spell that is the spell um why don't you use this moment to actually have a discussion i know ethics aren't part of your explicit curriculum but like mm -hmm. why don't you just talk about things or i mean everything is like this dance around even like the question of two bins the history of magic professor about the chamber of secrets is mm -hmm. like kind of dismissed like all of this is talking about learning opportunities here like here you have a rich amount of different areas to explore with what's going on in front of you but no right transform these bunnies into slippers go for right, it. right, right. <laughs> well i think sometimes it uh it actually reflects kind of what real life teaching sometimes is like where it's there's a bunch of different there's there's a whole series of reasons that teachers use to avoid talking about like what's actually happening in front of their faces with their students. Mm -hmm. um, part of it is like, well, if I focused on that, I would never actually get to like what I'm supposed to teach, which is possibly an argument. Mm -hmm. Part of it is, I think a, a frequent one is like, well, we don't need to talk about pure bloodedness. Like we're past that. Everyone, you know, it's not going on anymore. So there's like kind of a feigned ignorance of it where it's like, Oh yeah, well maybe when Voldemort was powerful, like mm. whenever ago, or when you know Salazar Slytherin, like mm -hmm. a thousand years ago. So, but yeah. they have incidents. Hermione was called the Mudblood in front right. of a bunch right. of people. Right. Like right. it's 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 there. Yeah, I don't know. I was but that's, yeah. That's my point. So I was watching The Circle of Brazil, mm -hmm. and I finished the series. And the thing that I kept thinking about was, so like all of the okay backing up if you don't know it's this reality tv show and basically they're like online personas interacting with each other but they like vote vote people off and there's one winner of the circle and so something that they the people were saying this time it was kind of similar last time is this like idea of like people not being real or like not being vulnerable mm -hmm. but like so much of that is just like so when you're talking about possible reasons why teachers wouldn't talk about stuff like this in classroom settings or any sort of quote-unquote sensitive topics um another piece is like the fear of like any sort of repercussion that comes from mm -hmm. that so if mm -hmm. someone's gonna be upset that like what you have no business talking about this like right. with my kid or whatever That's or right. just even the idea of like you actually have to care really deeply about another person to be vulnerable and open and honest with them right. and i face that myself as someone who is like on the internet a lot of like there's many times when i want to say certain things but then i pause because i'm like i am in my head like is it really worth like broadcasting to tons of strangers online versus like something more private that i could say in confidence to someone in person and so then mm -hmm. there's this like weirdness of like like relationship building and like what it means to in a classroom setting like are you really are you willing to have these relationships, these deep, intimate relationships with all your students? And what makes it difficult is when you're one teacher and you teach hundreds of kids, that is like humanly an impossible mm -hmm. thing to do. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult to do in, in an authentic and meaningful way for each person. So it's just like all sorts of issues all around, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Then you have Lockhart. Oh, my gosh. I mean... 
<laughs> it's dark. It's just a. It's like one of the darkest turns I feel like for a character, because it's not just that he made it up. He didn't make it up. Yeah. It's not a fiction. It's a straight up theft and lie and yeah and attack he's so casual about it he's like oh i pride myself in memory charms like no problem and i was like oh my god this is so evil it's brutal it's absolutely brutal (laughs) another disappointing defense against the dark arts what i looked up to do research on but i didn't really find anything that i wanted to talk much about like from the research side of it but what came to my mind was memory charms and just trying to understand because i had always had this question in my mind of like is okay the wand the broken wand backfires and it really messes up lockhart we'll find out in the future yep um permanently apparently yes it's not entirely clear if he's very good at memory charms it's not entirely clear to what extent he alters other people's memories the people he has stolen this stuff and therefore it's not entirely clear what his uh, attack against Harry and Ron will be though he says this thing that like I'm gonna tell them you were like stunned and shocked by what you saw Jenny's body and it couldn't save her or mm-hmm. whatever but like is he just gonna do that it what basically let me boil it down this way the result of what happens to Lockhart when it backfires I'm not sure if that's what the result he was going for would have been on Harry and Ron mm-hmm. like is it I always wondered whether the wand in its backfiring like magnified the effect or if he was really trying to like erase their memories completely. Yeah. Or well, if it's it was going like, to be t- like tinkered. And... Yeah. Well, it's kind of like so Ron's wand backfired many times already in this book. So the first one was like the eat slugs Malfoy like. And so mm-hmm. Ron ends up like spitting out the But that's what he slugs. was trying. Yeah. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's other situations where it just kind of explodes. Right. Like it's not it's not really anything. It just doesn't. I bring it up because I often thought that that would make a difference in how I would kind of judge Lockhart. Like if he was just trying to like manipulate tweak or if he was literally going to, if he was addling like all of the people from whom he had stolen memories. And, but now on reading it again and like thinking about it again, I don't think it matters. It's, it's very cruel right like regardless of if it's the stealing of a memory the erasure of a memory on purpose like is just brutal yeah it's, it's interesting how thing. the memory a, a memory charm or any sort of memory charm is not illegal yeah so not only is it not illegal yeah people use it like the that's what they uses that's it. what we use yeah we use it on muggles yes, yeah, yeah, that, to yeah. forget because of the statute of secrecy which must be abolished i did read about uh something i can't remember exactly what the name of it was but it was like the largest use of it uh-huh. and it was like an attack did you look it up no it was like an attack by a green dragon a green welsh oh dragon yeah so I, that's, in, that's in this story actually or in the fantastic beast Oh, cool. It's a, a little tidbit in the green, common Welsh green. Um, yeah, so I, my one of my goals, I think, that I've set for myself is to read almost every single interview that J.K. Rowling has ever done. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of the questions, I couldn't find what I was looking for in this one, because you know how sometimes on the wikis it like says, this is the citation, and then I browse the citation, and I'm like, I don't see it, I don't see it, or maybe it's just like a little tiny reference, but... 
in this one, uh, somebody asked about Lockhart, like, did he ever recover? And she was like, no, and I'm happier that, or something about, like, I'm happier that way or something like that, because basically, yeah, he deserves it. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, man, it's cruel. Mm-hmm. It, it's rough. I mean, we know in real life that the loss of memories is really brutal. Yep. Yeah. And so the intentional erasure of memories is a terrible crime, in my opinion. It's just really, really awful. Yeah. It's because it robs people of like, it robs people of their past, of the truth of who they are, right? It's it's just so brutal. Mm -hmm. I can't admit, I cannot really imagine very many things. One thing that was somewhat interesting was, uh, uh, and we, I thought we wouldn't talk much about it because it's in later books, is that there are, not, there are going to be instances in, under which torturing people with Crucio mm-hmm. actually breaks memory charms in some cases. So yeah. that'll be in the fourth story. But yeah, it's, uh, it's really something. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's also different kinds of memory charms. So like a question also was like with Hermione later later on Mm -hmm. and how she said that she had never done that kind of charm before but it's because it's not it's not the same one as the one that she used on her parents which right so yeah there's like i guess there's variations but i i would probably put obliviate up there with crucio in my opinion for things that i would not want witches and wizards to be able to freely do without any repercussion (laughs) When we get to it, and it's a long way away, but that what you're talking about with Hermione and her parents is one of the most complicated, moral, philosophical, ethical moments of all the stories to me. Mm. It's one of the most complicated because of the loss of agency that she puts onto her parents. Mm -hmm. But, you know, obviously that's a pretty gray area compared to what Lockhart is doing, (laughs) which is pretty just, oh man, I just hate him so much. I know. I've been trying to hold back until this particular chapter just how much he frustrates me. I mean, if we, if Lockhart was a recurring character in this series, he would be like tied with Lucius Malfoy for me in terms of my most hated character. So we also see a glimpse of Percy, a glimpse of Ginny, as, you know, per use use in the book. You're just getting glimpses of them. Awkward as ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then we find out about a basilisk. Mm -hmm. Dun-dun-dun, the reveal, which, of course, basilisk is in. Fantastic piece and where to find them. It is a, unsurprisingly, Ministry of Magic classification number five. Mm -hmm. Do not domesticate. (laughs) Do not domesticate. uh, the heir of Slytherin, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, also known as King of Serpents. And I think you might have mentioned this before. The first recorded basilisk was bred by Herpo the Fell. Right. <sighs> a Greek dark wizard in Parselmouth. Like, I don't... Oh, yeah, because we have a, the trading card, right? Is that him? Or no, that's not him. I don't remember why we talked about we it We talked exactly. about him before. As I think the chicken's dying or something, or the rooster's it? dying. Yeah, but isn't he related to oh, somebody? Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to watch the old or... episode. Somebody can remind oh us if they gosh. remember oh where it came up. Gosh, um, We have ooh, an hours of... I think this answers your question earlier. If the food source is sufficient, the basilisk will eat all mammals and birds and most reptiles. <laughs> yeah, but how are they getting to The it? serpent may attain a very great age. Hmm. Uh, Herpo the Fowl's basilisk is believed to have lived for close to 900 years. 
And of course, the creation of best lists are illegal, which, I mean, really, if anything that um, I see over and over in the series is that laws are just arbitrary. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, use Obliviate, go for it. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) It's allowed. And then we get Moaning Myrtle, Mm -hmm. who, um, so Olive Hornby appears to be Myrtle's unfinished business. Yep. (laughs) Could you imagine anything more petty? To be come backing to come back as a ghost for I okay so I read this whole not to figure out who killed her you know this whole thing about um, Myrtle's tragic life mm-hmm. she was fourteen when she died yep she was fourteen she was bullied because she had glasses I guess and also pimples like she was just like nobody nobody cared about her it seemed at least the way she tells the story and how she like was dead for hours before anyone bothered to find her. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was in the the chapter or if it was in something I read online that was really, like in a later chapter that's connecting to this or in a previous chapter. I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, a lot of details. Were read yeah, I know. There is so much. It's, it's really sad, though. And then so like not only is she like bullied and whatever, runs to the bathroom, is crying and then gets killed. Mm-hmm. But then instead of just like passing on, she chooses to stay in this state i mean it is she's a 14 year old girl like muggle born like probably wanting to fit in i saw also people making parallels between hermione granger and moaning myrtle Mm -hmm. hermione in the first book crying going to the bathroom because mean things are said about her but luckily for hermione ron and harry come and save her from a mountain troll Mm -hmm. like what is this place (laughs) 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 i don't know trolls Uh, basilisks giant spiders there's an article on wizarding world written by jk rowling and she said that the inspiration for moaning myrtle was the frequent presence of a crying girl in communal bathrooms especially at the parties and discos of my youth Mm. uh does not this does not seem to happen in male bathrooms so i enjoyed placing harry and ron in such uncomfortable and unfamiliar territory that is (laughs) that made me laugh yeah and uh actually in um, Myrtle was in one of the earliest list of she has on that same website list of ghosts that she had already determined would be at Hogwarts, and her original name was Wailing Wanda. <laughs> uh, Moaning Myrtle is better. <laughs> Wailing Wanda. Yeah, that might have been a, like a copy editor or some yeah, good, like, a good uh, editor is like I don't know about, about this. Uh, Maybe something like uh, what about Moaning Myrtle? <laughs> Wailing Wanda. <laughs> yeah. That's that's all that I got with the uh, Myrtle. Yeah, I mean, wow, a lot, right? I mean, clearly we're coming to the the climax of the story here and what yeah. it'll turn on. So we have two chapters left. Mm-hmm. So if you are looking forward, you should start to think about getting yourself a uh, copy, digital or otherwise, of Prisoner of Azkaban coming up. But we'll do another book wide one summary. yeah so probably probably like a month oh i was watching the well you saw me you mm-hmm. watch part of it too the movie again it's yes. just so goofy yeah it is, i yes. started at i don't know if this is where we left off with watching the movie but i started with the ergog mm. it's just so goofy it is ron goofy. is so dorky i just yes. i'm like what what are these like i don't know <laughs> so. yeah it has a very different tone than the book yeah i mean like even we watched like 
when Ron and Harry overhear that it's Ginny. And yeah. like in the book, it's like Ron like slides to the yeah, ground. It's like very, yeah, it's serious. But this, he's just like, just like, yeah, it's not Ginny. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's any of their fault. It, it was part of it, I think, got shaped by the quality of the CGI. Uh-huh. That there was a cartoony artwork to it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I believe that's why for many people, the series really turns at Prisoner of Azkaban mm-hmm. movie-wise. Because it like yeah. feels more in line with the tone of the story that's being told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No Hedwig with bulging eyes and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a great story. I'm really looking forward to finishing this one and talking about the last couple chapters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I already know. I've set myself up for what the chap, what the lesson is going to be for next chapter. Yeah, <gasps> the we'll heir see. of Slytherin. We'll dun, dun, dun. I mean, so much. Look. <laughs> J.K. Rowling is one of my heroes, as we know. Like, to write everything about this story is about is about like memories. It's the it is the yeah. thing that's going through the line, mm-hmm. and I think it's the way that she does this, like, mem- having Lockhart and being also be involved with memories and memory terms is just so brilliant. Mm. Like, and then you got the book and that, you know, it's just, or the diary. The it's, diary. it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I'm looking forward to it. Two more chapters. Two more chapters. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was also thinking if I could have figured anything out from just the name Tom Riddle, but uh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Without his middle name, like, could I have figured out like who he was? Mm. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's funny. His last name is Riddle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that was on purpose yeah <laughs> i also this <laughs> just for fun i was thinking about how she probably she f- clearly forced the name marvolo as the middle name to be like yeah uh the right letters but i'll look up that interview where she talks about it does she <laughs> no i don't know oh yeah i'm sure it exists <laughs> out there <laughs> how'd you come up with the middle name marvolo like, well i wanted riddle i like tom and that was be funny. It. She'd be like, oh, my kid just like pulled those little uh, magnet stickers <laughs> off and handed them to me. <laughs> I saw the, them. Yeah, the she saw it on the fridge, fridge. and just yeah, been yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh, I have an idea. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm good if you're good. Yeah, I'm good. Until next time. Juan's ready. Juan's ready.